wanting to re-career into a different employment field? How about some strategies that work? Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Today's theme is career strategies that work. This is Daniel Laxton. And this is Leah Laxton, and you're listening to 30careers.com presents Dream Job Radio. If you have any questions for us, you can always call in at 760-888-5718. Or feel free to Twitter at Daniel Laxton. Yeah, so we have an excellent show on today, but what's today's show brought to you by? It brought to you by Audible.com. Be sure to go to audibletrial.com backslash DJR and pick up your free gift, which is an audio book, out of their 85,000 titles. 85,000 titles, that's a lot of books. It sure is. <laughs> now, uh, after we talk with uh, our special guest, Antonio Vienna, we're going to also have uh, Campus Connection. That's right. Backed by popular demand is everybody's favorite college student, Mike Micah Hackney. Hackney. He's been off for a couple weeks, so he's ready and re- ready to roll for the summer. <laughs> so, And then after that, be sure to check us out on Ustream, uh, forwards, uh, well, Ustream.com forward slash 30careers, and uh, you can see us on overtime. That's right. So, But now let's go ahead and introduce our special guest. It's Antonio Vienna, and he's helping job seekers to develop a strategy uh, to find their dream job. He was a military officer that successfully re-careered into an HR professional, and then a university educator, and now also an author of several fiction and nonfiction books. So, Actually, yeah. yeah, he's been there through the re-careering process, and he's ready and willing to help all of our job seekers today to learn how to do that successfully. Yeah. So, uh, Antonio, hey, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. Well, we're happy to have you. <laughs> so, Tony, um, you've had different careers, and you successfully have recareered yourself into a number of different fields. So what advice would you have for job seekers that are trying to make this kind of transition? Well, you know, the, the first thing that, that I had to be with myself, and I suggest to everyone else, is you have to be honest with yourself. I mean, you may want to do many things that you are not really uh, capable of doing or have the resources to do it, and you may want to just kind of put those things aside. Uh, but by looking at yourself honestly about what your interests are, what your skills are, what your motivation is, and some other things, you could begin to really go through a very in-depth sort of personal self-assessment. What, what I did was I really asked myself when I was an HR professional why I had this itch to switch. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to stay in corporate life HR. But I didn't know what the other thing I could do uh, to, to be successful. So I did a fairly in-depth sort of self-assessment. Uh, I didn't take tests or inventories. I really looked down deep in my heart and said, what do I really like doing in my HR job, and what would I like to carve out to sort of do independent of HR? Uh, and I arrived at some pretty awesome conclusions about what I could possibly do as another career. Um, I talked with a lot of people. I asked people their opinions of me. Um, I looked at careers that I thought I would be interested in pursuing, and I interviewed them and decided that I didn't want to do some things that I thought I wanted to do. But the whole notion of being honest with yourself, I think, is really imperative. And um, in, in today's job market, you can almost create your own job and then market it. 
I mean, who would have thought five years ago that we'd have a job that's called uh, green marketing or green yeah. public relations specialist? I mean, these things are emerging as our world is changing. And so I think the opportunity is almost limitless to do lots of different things that we couldn't do five years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's great advice because I know that it can often be a hurdle to overcome uh, when it comes to experience when you're trying to find a new career field. So I guess you would probably recommend that by creating uh, your own field, you can sort of overcome that uh, maybe lack of experience. That's very insightful because um, companies today are looking for what you can do to help them, whether you are the entrepreneur or whether you want to get into a, a corporation or a small company. In your experience, if you're coming right out of college or if you've only been in the market for a year or two, it's not going to help you. But your other skills and your other interests can really push you further. Uh, so the question you have to keep asking yourself is, what can I do to help you become more successful? And once you answer that, companies or, or customers are going to say, I want to buy your service because you can help me become more successful as well. So we're, we're all in the business of helping each other. That's really what it's about. So I, I would ask people to, ask, to look at what are they interested in doing, what skills that they have that can push that interest, what's their motivation and drive, and what's probably the best working environment for them to work in? I discovered in my career that I no longer wanted to work in corporate life. I had spent 20 years in it. I was successful. I did good. I got paid well. But I had the itch to get out of there. But what could I do? I had never been an entrepreneur. Uh, but I looked at what I had done in human resources and decided that I could probably teach and I could probably write. And so I began to carve a career that was part of human resources but was independent of HR. And so I actually wrote a book uh, based upon that because I couldn't find a good book, a good workbook that helped people sort of think through the process. And now I have a workbook that I use in my workshops and my one-on-one -on -one, um, uh, coaching and counseling with people to help them think through who they are and what they want to be and then to develop a business plan a career action plan to sort of put in motion that which is in their mind, put a, put it on a piece of paper, and then take action on it. Wow. Now, now this, this, yeah. is some risk, this takes risks. I mean, th there is no guarantee that we will be successful. But for darn sure, if we don't take action, we will not be successful. So, so you've got to take your foot off of first base and sometimes run like heck to get to second base. You've got to take a risk. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, is uh, the listeners uh, would like to know where to find your books. I guess they can go to the www.viennabooksforyou.com. They can go right? there, you bet, or they can simply Google my name, or they can go to Amazon. I mean, all of these books, um, you know, that book is available um, through the Internet or in bookstores or or through me directly. So it's available almost anywhere, you bet. Wow. Uh, and and when you read the workbook, you're you're going to be asked, you're going to be saying to yourself, well, these are pretty simple sort of exercises and questions. Well, that's right. I mean, I try to simplify complex issues to make it easy for people to understand, follow, and then use. That's excellent. That's uh, it, my philosophy is the same. <laughs> now you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show, and we have a special guest, uh, Antonio 
of Vienna, and he's an author, but he's also a specialist when it comes to strategies of finding and transitioning to a different job or a different career field. But now uh, tell us more about your books, though, and maybe your workshop, if you would. Yeah, well, my um, I have two. Uh, I have 17 published books, um, and that's amazing if you consider that I, my first book got published in 2003. So once I get oh, an yeah. idea, yeah, once I get an okay. idea on something, I can move on it pretty quickly. But you know, it takes me 400 to 500 hours to write the book, so I have to have fairly well dedicated quality time to do it. Um, so of those 17 books, uh, two of them are nonfiction. The, it's the one is the workbook. And the other is a book on leadership. But the other 15 are novels. Um, I, I can come up with some pretty interesting stories. Um, I can create stories uh, based upon you know, my human resources experience of working with employees and managers, both dysfunctional and functional. I'm pretty aware of my environment these days. I, I watch people and I listen to people and I see how they interact with each other. So I can come up with some interesting stories. And and so those 15 novels are stories that I have created. Um, and, and certainly part of those stories um, are part of me. As a writer, you know, Daniel, as a writer yourself, there, there is no way you cannot put yourself into a book. And so some of the characters that you read about in my novels are really me as well. Kind of scary to, to appreciate that. Uh, and, <laughs> But but it happens. It just simply happens that way. In my my most recent book, a book called Second Son, which is the effects of birth order on the second boy in a family. Now, now we know there's research on effects of birth order: first boy, second child, third child, baby. But so I create this story about the second boy in the family and how that affects his life. The the cool thing about that book is that um, I have found someone who is interested in making this into a film. So now I'm in the process of doing a screenplay, something I've never done before. I've never written a screenplay. Yeah, well, that's going to be awesome. I can't imagine the thrill of getting to see how uh, what you've written would be interpreted onto the screen. Well, in a way, it's going to be very scary. But, again, (laughs) uh, got to put the scariness aside and just go for it because – if I don't do anything about it, then I won't be successful. At least I have a chance of being successful. Uh, and then Fear learning truth. from that, and then learning from that failure or success. That's but awesome. on, on my workshops on on recareering, I conduct workshops in Southern California on a pretty regular basis. Some of them are free. Some of them are through other institutions or universities that that charge you know a meager amount of money, like thirty bucks to go to a three hour workshop. Uh, you get a copy of the workbook, and then I actually takes you through the process of sort of thinking through what you can be other than what you're doing now. And here in Southern California, you have a lot of a lot of military people who are really uh, afraid of moving into the civilian sector because they, they think the civilian world is so different than the military world. And it is, but there's lots of similarities. And so um, many of my participants in these workshops are former military People currently in the military or transitioning out, and so I help them about, think. Did you hear about that statistic though of um, the uh, unemployment rate for for people that are coming back from Afghanistan? Uh, did you hear this statistic? I, I've not heard it, but I'm afraid to hear it. What, what is it? It's like twenty percent. Oh yeah, yeah. 
unemployment. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's scary, um, and um, you know, part of that I think that number uh, is so high because there aren't there aren't enough jobs that are obvious to military people, and so they have a difficult time of thinking about re-careering into something new. They got to yeah. be more creative about it and take a little bit more risk. And I'm not su- suggesting that military jobs are without risk. They, they certainly put their lives at stake for us as, as Americans. But when it comes to careers, they really have to you know, think outside that whole box about what they can do differently. Uh, some of them are, are, could be great teachers. Some of them could be great coaches. Uh, some of them could be great analyzers, um, great, great thoughtful thinking people. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that number is um, – is not is not good to hear, but of course you know we we just heard last night announced about the the national unemployment rate has kind of popped up again to nine point one percent, and which is tough um, for everyone without a doubt. But but I think the whole notion, the positive side, is that I think there are un, unlimited possibilities when you think about something that is not being done now that you could do, and it doesn't have to be revolutionary. I mean, going back to the green marketing people or the green public relations or here in Southern California with hospitality, you know, the green hospitality manager, who would ever thought that you would look at the environment and want to protect the environment as you're doing your job? That to me is a a no-brainer right now for every job. Hook into the... Yeah, we were just recently discussing too how geography plays a role in that because sometimes uh, when you travel, you find something that they're doing in another location that they're not doing in your local market. It can be a great opportunity to start a business or at least you know, propose an idea to an existing company for something like even you're talking about uh, the uh, green um, hospitality manager. You know, Maybe you're in a uh, person's in a city where that's not as popular. Well, that's a great idea to pitch to a local hotel or a restaurant. You bet, and I think that pitch is so reasonable and so acceptable because it, it, the whole notion of greenness and, and the economy, the, the ecology, is uh, sort of permeated through all of us these days. That it's not a brand new, startling idea, but it probably hasn't been pitched before. So I think you're really right on by thinking that when you see what's going on in other parts of the country, or even other parts of your own state, or even parts of your city, that's not being done someplace else. There's your opportunity right there, golden opportunity. That's excellent. So now you, you've been in uh, HR profession for for a while. I mean, yeah, you, many years. <laughs> <laughs> so in uh, your career strategist, now uh, is there any you know taking all of uh, your background? Is there any other uh, specific things that you could recommend to someone that's looking for a job? Say, well, I guess that's kind of like what we we're talking about right now in the time that that, that we're living. Yeah, right now. Well, once I, I don't know by the, know where exactly where every job opening is. I mean, that's something that I, I uh, I'm unable to predict, and and I would run away from anyone who says they can predict that. That's that's just almost impossible. But what I would suggest people to do is that once they begin to think about in a free way the kind of thing that they might like to do in a career, they should try to find somebody who is doing something similar. And, and interview them and say, for example, if I wanted to be an actor, which I don't, I'd go to a college and I'd talk to the, 
department head of the College of Acting or Arts or Entertainment or whatever that college is called, and I, I talk with those people about what it means to be an actor because what I want to do if I want to be an actor, I want to get information from somebody else who knows more about acting than I do. And so I want to network. And I think one of the things that we have today that we didn't have even 10 years ago is we have this electronic ability to find people who know more about something than we do. And then we begin to network. So all these social media sites um, that are that are uh, coming up almost uh, daily now um, allow us to find somebody who knows something more about something that we need to know something about. And so you network. Um, and that's going to take some patience and persistence. So my my biggest suggestion is find those people. Because and, that person may say that, that person may say something to you that triggers another idea. Yeah. I, I recently worked with a, a woman who was uh, 58 years old. She had been a great school teacher. She got burnt out. She wanted to do something differently. And so I, I went through my process with her, and essentially I asked her to mind map or, or brainstorm or starburst, however you want to phrase that. I asked her to think of a phrase or a word that she was interested in and then free associate that word with other words. I asked, her, I asked her to do that for a couple of months. She eventually discovered that she'd like to be an attorney. Now, she was 58 years old. And I said to her, with all due respect, I don't think so. That's really – doesn't make sense. You've got to go to law school. That's three years. You're going to be 61. You've got to pass the bar. Who is going to hire a 62-year-old person as a lawyer who's never practiced law? Well, she says, I really want to try this out. So today, she's a lawyer. Wow. Because, because she thought outside the box. She says, conventionalism doesn't work anymore. Those, those solutions that we used 10 years ago are no longer appropriate today. So she is a happy camper, um, moved from uh, Arizona, New Mexico to Florida, and she's a lawyer. And she's, ha she's happy. She's happier than she's ever been in her life. So – what 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 you do is you get to know somebody who knows something about something that you don't know something about, and it begins to trigger inside your ideas that are hidden. They're they're subconscious, and what you're trying to do is you try to bring them to your consciousness. And and I can almost guarantee that it will work for everybody. Patience, persistence, hang in there. That's awesome. There there are, there are no quick fixes here, and that's really something that I think uh, should be a caution to all of your listeners is that. There are really no quick fixes, and if, if there's a quick fix, everyone would be doing it. So it, it takes it takes some effort. You have to hang in there. But and, and if we keep uh, persisting, then we will eventually succeed. I yes, I got rejected uh, 150 times from publishers and agents who said, "Come back to us when you are already published." And I said, "But I'm not published. That's why I'm coming to you." Well, come back to us. So you got to be persistent. You have to find the 151st person or 200th person, uh, and eventually you're going to find it. And, and it may happen after the first call and may take 150 calls. Sounds like um, many relationships that, that all of us have been involved in. <laughs> well, you know, we, you know we're, we're so many degrees of separation from somebody who knows something that we want and can, can use. And the whole notion of this 
fact that my one of my novels may be a film came from somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who said, why don't you call Joe? So I called Joe. And I would have never known Joe if I hadn't made those other five or six phone calls. So, yeah, isn't that the Kevin Bacon uh, phenomena? Yeah, the uh, seven, seven degrees of separation or something like that. It, it's so true. Well, we, we can't wait to hear more about the, the film and what progresses with that. And we thank you so much for making time for us today and definitely encourage any of our listeners in Southern California to – uh, or anywhere, for that matter, to uh, look up your workshops and be a part of that, because it sounds like you have a lot of motivating and encouraging advice. Yeah, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Uh, our special guest has been Antonio Viana, and he's a he's a strategist when it comes to finding your, your dream career. Uh, but uh, we thank you so much for being on our show. Well, thank you for having me. That's awesome. Well, another fantastic guest. We can't say enough about, um, you know, all the good things that he had to say. I'm just looking through my notes here. A lot of really good practical advice. Lots of practical. I, I love the way he said the itch uh, to switch. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So if you have that itch, uh, we can get some excellent advice when it comes to um, uh, Tony. That's right. But it's that time of the week for everybody's favorite college student. Micah Hackney. Hey, Micah, what's going on? Everything's going great. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing fantastic. Fantastic. So, what this week? Um, uh, just this week, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, budgeting for on a college budget um, for you know all the students that you know are you know live on their own during college or um, just you know first time college you know away from home and everything. It's kind of hard to uh, budget your money right budget your money right and you know a couple of different avenues you can save money and uh of course a major one is you you know if you live close enough to campus you know or you know live in the dorms or anything you walk or ride your bike to class is really important not only are you uh you know kind of being going green and being environmentally friendly but uh you're not spending money on gas or car beans or anything and a lot of times you don't have to pay like a lot of parking fees they're involved with these campuses and it's really sad. I've seen so many times. Yeah, it's sad. I've seen so many times someone literally like get in the car and like <laughs> drive to the next building, which is like not even that far away. But yeah, what about having a bike? Way. Yeah, bike. It definitely definitely works. So a lot of people use bicycles on campus, and of course, they college campuses are loaded with bike racks all over. That's really Here's important. A are, are scooters very friendly to campus? Yeah, you get a lot. Some people will ride scooters on campus. Um, I don't see it a lot, um, but it's de- that's definitely an option as well. I don't know. Yeah, if like, yeah. So if you are traveling from a certain distance, that's not a bad thing too, and they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure you guys know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I guess one you see that the highway is a scooter, and the scooter is just a lot less um, hot. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? Um, one thing about college campuses is there's no shortage of entertainment. There's always something going on. There's some organization. They, a lot of times they have free movie night. Um, they, have, uh, they have free student concerts. They have, like, art shows. They have... Um, business seminars, but anyway, 
So, you know, don't waste a lot of your money at the, you know, at the movie theater paying ten, eleven dollars for a movie ticket and so on and so forth for popcorn and a drink. Uh, take advantage of those uh, free offers at the university, and then you know, limit your m- movie going experience to a couple times a month because uh, that can definitely put a big hole in your budget if you uh, continually waste money that way. And besides, you can probably catch that movie later on, right? On on uh, the internet or DVD or, or what have you, some a cheaper yeah, format. Your, yeah, even a Netflix account, you know, you can always get, you know, you can get straight to your TV now, so definitely. And um, also, uh, you know, of course, I have, you know, a free checking account is important, free checking savings account. You know, a lot of times, like, you know, I think with Wells Fargo, a lot of times they charge, if you're not a student, a lot of times they have a lot, a lot of different fees and everything for having a checking account, but uh, I am a student, it's all free, so take advantage of being a student. Use your student not, use your student discount everywhere you go. You hey, there's another few. Yeah, um, some may want to study abroad. Is there any ideas when it comes to uh, maybe, oh, a field trip to Europe or what have you? Didn't you have some advice on that before too? Yeah, uh, definitely on studying abroad. Um there's a you know there's a lot of different packages you can do. A lot of times it includes pretty much includes everything in one big package that you have to pay for. But you know once you get out um, once you get out there uh, there's a um, you know there's a lot of different scholarships and everything available for study abroad students. And um, a lot of times uh, you just have to have some spending money to make it out there. Yeah, and I was thinking too, if you wanted to travel on on train, I think the uh, the tickets for a student are extremely. Um, just... Oh yeah, definitely. I, I mean, just flash your ID everywhere because there's so many places to offer student discounts. Sometimes they, I mean, sometimes they don't even advertise a student discount, but they offer it. And I mean, if you take advantage of it now, I mean, you're not gonna get that chance later in life. You know, this is really your only opportunity. So. Take advantage of those discounts, especially, you know, if you're on a tight budget, you know, it can really go, that can really add up the 10, 15 percent, you know, everywhere it can really add up. So that's really right. important. Well, and, great, um, advice. great advice again for college students. Um, and thanks so much, Micah. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Hey, what's going on, Micah? <laughs> All right, so we're happy to hear from America's favorite college students since we hadn't heard from them for a few weeks, but what's going on next week on the show? It's a good question. Uh, our theme for next week is? Um, it's going to be ba- career career guide. Um, <laughs> I don't we're, think we we're actually we're bringing back a, a special guest. Yeah, this is our very first returning guest. Well, besides Gabe. But well, yeah, he's, Gabe, he's got a Gabe, segment now. Gabe doesn't count. Gabe doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh, Kimberly Schneiderman. Yeah, you'll remember her from City Career Services based in New York City. Wow. So this is going to be a, a good show for next week. Uh, if you catch us on um, overtime, we're going to talk a little bit about our vacation from last week. That's right. We did something very exciting with a very successful entrepreneur. So we're going to have some... Uh, and all kinds of good stuff like that going on that that we learned. But we'd also like to encourage you to take advantage of your very free gift for being a listener of Dream Job Radio. 
by going to www.audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com, backslash D as in dog, or I should say D as in dream, J as in job, and R as in radio, and pick up your free gift courtesy of us, which is a free audiobook download from audible.com. You cannot get that on their website. You can only get that by going to our special link. And if you can't remember, you know, going there, do we have a, a link that goes there from our website? Uh, yes, we do. You can just go to 30careers.com and believe there's a link on the right-hand side. And even if you're listening to this as a, as a podcast, uh, you can still check us out on Ustream and, and hear the overtime. That's right. So until next week, this is Leah Laxton. And this is Daniel Laxton. And this is Dream Job Radio. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.